Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. He's been gone, well, be 18 years in March. He would always have a smile on his face, just like everything was great. And you know, he was just dying inside. It just seems like something's got to go wrong. He's going to walk back out that door with us tomorrow, and we are going to be staying. This will be it. Last time. Hopefully, a big part of his life ahead of him. It is going to be a ride. This has just been so long. I keep waiting for him to come get me. During the eight years of Barack Obama, a huge sea change happened in America. Quietly, while fights over health care, climate change, and immigration would lead to gridlock, Republicans and Democrats together, at every level of government, came to the realization that the number of people in U.S. prisons represented a system run amok. Changing this would be among the biggest challenges facing this country in the 21st century. We will have to wait and see if the consensus holds during the next four years. But President Obama began this change by issuing clemency to 1,927 inmates, mostly nonviolent drug offenders in their 30s and 40s. They would be set free. Criminal justice experts say as important as they are, they represent the least challenging cases needing prison reform. Nevertheless, the task before these inmates is hugely daunting. Aaron Glasscock is one of them. Dear Aaron, I wanted to personally inform you that I am granting your application for commutation. The power to grant pardons and clemency is one of the most profound authorities granted to the President of the United States. It embodies the basic belief in our democracy that people deserve a second chance. Back in 1999, prosecutors really wanted to put Aaron, a successful college student, away. He refused a plea deal, insisted he was innocent, and after four trials, two hung juries in a mistrial, and two months shy of graduating from college, he was convicted on a drug charge and sentenced to 30 years in federal prison. In our series, Commuted, Life After Prison, we will see what people like Aaron Glasscock are up against, transitioning from prison back to the real world. We'll find out if the system that worked so hard to take his life away will devote the effort to see that he succeeds and to see if he and his family and loved ones can heal from what they all have been put through. Takeaway producer Dana Roberson brings us part one of this story. It's Tuesday, February 7th. It is almost 11 o'clock. The night before Aaron Glasscock is due to be released from prison after nearly 18 years. So it be about six hours and 50 minutes and we'll be out here picking you up. His mother was counting down the minutes. It is going to be a ride. Agnes Deep, who goes by the nickname Pigeon, has been anxiously awaiting her son's release since the news of his commutation. She's a deputy at the County Property Valuation Office, a mom of three. Her eldest son, a military veteran, is married with two girls. Her youngest is a working mom with a four-year-old daughter. Aaron is the middle child. As we sat there talking, she looked relieved but tired. She said she was waiting for something to go wrong. I asked my husband tonight, I said, there isn't anything anybody can do, is there? He said, no. He says, you can't, you can't override the president. From the moment Pigeon learned that Aaron would be released, she jumped into mom gear for her now 40-year-old son. 
I've got his toiletries, and I've got his clothes all in a bag, belt, underwear, all different kinds of clothes, and the shirts and stuff. He's got like four different pants, and they're all four different sizes because we don't know his size because it's been so long since he's had pants. And you're going to love this one. It said not to get anything that had warning or caution on it. Well, have you ever looked at shaving cream? They all have that on there. I got out the goat milk shaving cream and put it in the case for Aaron. Oh, yeah, that stuff's good. Aaron's commutation will be a second chance for both him and his family, who have had their lives upended by his incarceration. It's, it's taken a toll because where we had traditions before, family traditions, all those were gone. Uh, we've had to make new. Every holiday I spent with Aaron. Pigeon drove me to her hometown of Lebanon, Kentucky, a small rural town in the heart of bourbon country. The family is tight-knit. Aaron grew up hunting and spending time outdoors. He had an early love of construction and started building houses with a family friend when he was a teenager. And because he's so good at using his hands, he wanted to become a pediatric surgeon. When this happened with Aaron and he was arrested, I started crying. And I could not stop. When I got down there, before I saw him the first time, I said a prayer, and I said, God, please, I don't want him to see me cry. Please. Because I couldn't stop. When I asked that, and I stopped crying, and I went into sin, Aaron never saw me cry he never heard me cry until the day he called and he told me that President Obama had commuted his sentence and I broke down and I cried and I did that for probably two weeks just be sitting there and just start crying it's kind of hard for me to comprehend that uh, he's going to walk back out that door with us tomorrow and we aren't going to be staying. I guess I won't. it won't fully hit until we get him in that car and it starts up and we leave. When we continue the story tomorrow, we take the two-hour drive in the car with Pigeon and her family as they head to the Manchester Federal Correctional Prison to pick up Aaron. This will be the last time. It just seems like something's got to go wrong, you know. So it's been hard, especially with him not being here and being with me on special occasions. (laughs) That's tomorrow in part two of our story, Commuted, Life After Prison. And later in the week, we'll meet Aaron in his first few minutes of freedom. I was walking out, it was a little weird, but it's like, okay, if people are looking at me. Yeah. They, they know I just got out of prison. <laughs> Reporting all week on the Glasscock family's tragedies and challenges, the takeaway is Dana Roberson. 
follow along with our series, head over to thetakeaway.org slash life after prison. Support for The Takeaway comes from the Henry Luce Foundation for increased understanding of East and Southeast Asia. The Takeaway's resilience reporting is supported by the Rockefeller Foundation. For more, go to rockfound.org.